Good morning and welcome to our live broadcast at First Presbyterian Church. It is a joy to come into your home today with good news about God who loves you. We are located in beautiful Uptown Columbus on the corner of 11th and 1st. We would love for you to join us for worship or just stop by and say hello. At First Presbyterian Church, we welcome you with grace and gratitude for God's love. Our first lesson comes from Deuteronomy, um, chapter 4, verses 1 and 2, and 6 through 9. So now, Israel, give heed to the statutes and ordinances that I am teaching you to observe, so that you may live to enter and occupy the land that the Lord, the God of your ancestors, is giving you. You must neither add anything to what I command you, nor take away anything from it. But keep the commandments of the Lord your God, with which I am charging you. You must observe them diligently, for this will show your wisdom and discernment to the peoples, who when they hear all these statutes will say, Surely this great nation is a wise and discerning people. For what other great nation has a God so near to it as the Lord our God is whenever we call on him? And what other great nation has statutes and ordinances as just as this entire law that I am setting before you today. But take care and watch yourselves closely, so as neither to forget the things that your eyes have seen, nor to let them slip from your mind all the days of your life. Make them known to your children and to your children's children. This is the word of the Lord. Our second lesson is taken from... The book of James, we have just finished walking through the book of Ephesians, and we concluded that last week and entering into uh, the book of James this week. I'll tell you some about it in a minute. We are starting with chapter 1, verses 17 through 27. That is James 1, 17 through 27. Listen now for the word of the Lord. Every generous act of giving with every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. In fulfillment of his own purpose, he gave us birth by the word of truth, so that we would become a kind of first fruits of his creatures. You must understand this, my beloved. Let everyone be quick to listen slow to speak, slow to anger, for your anger does not produce God's righteousness. Therefore, rid yourselves of all sordidness and rank growth of wickedness, and welcome with meekness the implanted word that has the power to save your souls. But be doers of the word and not merely hearers who deceive themselves. For if any are hearers of the word and not doers, they are like those who look at themselves in a mirror. For they look at themselves and on going away immediately forget what they were like. But those who look into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and persevere, being not hearers who forget but doers who act, they will be blessed in their doing. 
If any think they are religious and do not bridle their tongues but deceive their hearts, their religion is worthless. Religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this, to care for orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself unstained by the world. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So a major is starting his first day on post. New job, new placement, gets to his office. He's unpacking when he hears the private, a private knock on the door. And he picks up the phone and waves the private in. Private comes over and waits. And the major says, yes, General Schwarzkopf. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We all remember General Storm and Norman Schwarzkopf, first Gulf War, among many other things. General, big shot. Uh, yes, General. Yes, yes. Well, I'm glad I could help. Thank you for, for letting me know. Yes, yes. They're, they're fine. I'll tell them you send your love. Please tell your family that, uh, please give them my love as well. Okay. Thank you, General. Hangs up the phone. Says, Private, what can I do for you? A little embarrassed, he says, um, I'm here to hook up your phone. <laughs> Today's passage in James is all about being authentic to our faith, being authentic livers of the word and not just those who hear. So we are in the book of James, and James, we think probably not the James. That was James and John, son of Zebedee, in the 12, but probably Jesus' brother, half-brother, uh, that wrote this letter. It's a little different from Paul's letters, but it is addressed to a Jewish audience. It starts and says, to the 12 tribes in the diaspora, meaning those that have moved uh, um, for whatever reason from that area. Some think because at the death of Stephen, you remember the stoning of Stephen, they were afraid they too would be persecuted. And so many took flight and left that particular spot in Jerusalem. So James is approaching from a Jewish perspective, even though he is in our New Testament in writing this in Greek. It is very much law-centered, very much Torah-centered. And so James here in the very beginning of the chapter starts to remind us, and it really continues on, not dissimilar from the Ephesians passages where we've been. Paul reminding us what we need to do to be a unified church, and that is to respect one another, to listen to one another, to take care of our anger, to make sure that we are working for Christ and not ourselves. And James picks up here, and in one of the verses that we know about James the best, says, do not be hearers of the word, but doers. Hearers and doers. The sermon title today, Doobie, Doobie Doo. Yes, we go right away to Sinatra, Strangers in the Night, become a cultural thing. And in full disclosure, I stole the sermon title from a former head of staff of mine. 
sermon's mine, but the title is his. But it worked so well together, I wanted to use it again. Doobie, doobie, do. Being and doing. What does it mean to be a Christian? And then what do we do once we believe that we are Christian? Or is it the doing that takes us to being? Okay, well, let's back up. Take right on the the basic. What does it mean to be a Christian? Well, it means we've decided to follow Christ at some point in our journey. Whether that was a momentary conversion or whether that was looking back through your life, seeing God's Spirit at work. However you made the choice to come to Christ, it is that belief that makes us Christian, right? Well, yeah. Well, then what does it mean to believe in Christ? Is that just something we do internally? Is that something we do just mentally? I have made the choice. I'm in. I believe that one day we will stand toe-to-toe with Christ and he will have a chance to talk to us about this life we've been given. You can imagine that conversation. Danny, welcome. And I say, Lord, thank you for the life. My family, love them. My friends, so much of my life was a gift, even through the struggles. First Presbyterian Church, what a gift, what a gift. Who can argue? And would Jesus say, I I know you believe, you think about me all the time, you read scripture, we pray together. But in your believing, what, what have you done for me? What have you done with me? What have you done that others might see your life and know that you believe? Mm, I hope I have some things to say. I believe that believing in Christ and making a decision to follow Christ is one, surely, that is internal. But it also includes everyday after that. We can be converted till the cows come home, and I think we continue to be converted on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. I know I do. I stray and I come home. I stray and God brings me home through Christ. But what does it mean then, and how do we live and do as a part of our believing. We could be a biblical scholar, I believe. I could have the Bible memorized from Genesis 1 all the way through Revelation. I could be able to spit it out to you, every word, every verse, every chapter. If I'm not then doing or living, then I've only got half of it. Or on the other end, if I'm just doing, but I don't really have the understanding or the desire or the commitment to Scripture, to prayer, to a church family, then I'm missing out on this other half. 
I believe this hearing and doing goes together. And to say we believe in Christ means that behaviors reflect that. It means that as we live our daily life, we don't necessarily have to say, but folks will know. And that's, that's hard. It's easier to listen and to hear than it is to then go and do. Some of that is that we're, we're here together. This is structured and safe time for us to think, for us to explore, ask questions, come be a part of this church family. But then when we go out, a lot of times it feels like from a Christian perspective, we are on our own. But we're not. You have Christ with you. You have one another. You have this church family that operates or should operate as much outside of the walls as within these walls. Believing in Christ includes an action component. Just because I know scripture doesn't mean I know how to live. We know throughout time all those that have abused scripture and taken it and twisted it. Hitler, who I'm convinced was not a Christian but used it for his political advantage because most of the Germans in the country were Christian. But he would twist scripture here and there. Did his actions in his life reflect our understanding of God, Christ, the Holy Spirit, Scripture? Absolutely not. A modern, more modern example, a few years ago, you remember this awful website called Ashley Madison? It's a website that exists to help you cheat on your spouse Its, its motto is, life is too short, have an affair, men and women. And there was a hack a couple years ago, 2,000 names were released. And it was estimated that there were up to 400 of those who were clergy. Not this one. 400 of those who professed Christ, whom I would guess if you had a conversation with them, could be able to recite to you chapter and verse where adultery is forbidden, where supporting one another in marriage is given. They knew it, they heard it, but they didn't live it or do it. And that's easier said than done, I know. The doing is harder than the hearing. We are good Presbyterians. We like to think. We like to take it in. We like to bounce stuff off of what we know is our foundation of faith. I get what he's saying here. I don't get that at all. Where is he coming from? Oh, I got that. Or in Bible study or in other gatherings with other people, you hear their perspectives. You hear their faith. You explore together, and the whole group increases its faith and its maturity together. We're not meant to do this alone, but we are meant to act on what we learn. We are good hearers and we need to be better doers so that both of those work together. There's a great story about a sociology professor in Baltimore 
that had his class, his students, go into a nearby housing project, uh, slums, lower economic environment, however you want to phrase that, and interview 200 young men in that community. And without exception, after they were evaluated by these sociology students, each one had his, each student had his own write-up for each young man that was interviewed. Each one said they don't have a chance. They don't have a chance. The families are too broken. The system too broken. Their environment too violent and dangerous. Their schools too broken. And that was it. 25 years later, another sociology professor finds this study from the former and says, I wonder if any of these guys are still around. So he sends this class off to find these 200, try to find these original. Well, out of that 200, about 20 had either died or moved and weren't anywhere nearby. About 170 were fairly local. So they were able to get a pretty good reading and find that group from the original 200. So they sent the students and what they found was a higher than average degree of life skills and jobs reached with this group. They were doctors, lawyers, businessmen, all of those that we would look at as reputable businesses. They had broken their dysfunctional cycles that they were brought into. The sociology professor thought, gosh, this is amazing. How did that happen? And asked each one of them. And each one of them, remember, they're from the same community, from the same school. They said, there was a teacher. There was a teacher. And they were all talking about the same lady. So the professor goes out to try to seek and find this teacher and does. She is retired, older lady, lives in her home. So he goes to see her. And they sit down together. And he asks her point blank. He says, it's amazing the results that have come from this group that you taught. And many of them cited you as the reason they were able to succeed. What, what, what was your secret? What did you do that everybody else hasn't been able to do? What have you figured out? And she smiled and looked at him and said, it's really very simple. I loved those boys. I loved those boys. And what that meant for her, I'm sure, was bigger than a sweet gesture. I'm sure it meant endless hours and days of worry, trying to visit families, trying to take each young man under her wing so that they would see the value in themselves. I loved those boys. And James would say, right on, teacher. It is not just about us hearing and thinking and internalizing our faith. If we do that, it all dies and is left right here where we are. 
I like the saying that says, the things in heaven you get to keep are the things you shared while you were on earth. Meaning faith, God's love, joy, grace, those gifts that were given from God in the first place. Today, it is a simple call to not be just hearers, but to be doers. To be a Christian means to do Christian things. To do Christian things means that we are Christians. Doobie, doobie, doo. And James puts it right at the end and says, the way that you will know that you are faithful is that the widows and the orphans will be cared for. We, we broaden that to mean that we will know in our life that we are being faithful when we are helping others in God's name. The marginalized, those in your family or friends, there are those in this room who are struggling mightily. And when we reach out to them, to one another, we are being doers, not just hearers. So yes, let us hear together and study and explore and worship, but then let us go out to be the people of Christ in the world, to do and show love. Hallelujah. Amen.